So up next on the You Ain't or Nothing Yet podcast, this individual has a voice that even Queen Aretha herself might be jealous of. She is Northern Irish Ghanaian and has played in various venues all across Ireland. Has been played on BBC Radio Ulster and Foil, RTE, BBC Introducing. Her music has been used in documentaries. She has played festivals, both big and small. She's done a TED Talk and very recently performed at London Fashion Week 2023. And I find myself asking, is there anything this lady cannot do? It's Winnie Amma. <laughs> oh, thank you. What a flippin' intro. You're going to make me blush. It's not possible, <laughs> but if I could, I'd be blushing. That's very kind. I mean, look, it, it's it's you. Do you know what I mean? It's it's pretty much, you know, in a few sentences, it's only summing up some of these small accolades and small things that you've done. Do you know what I mean? Um, among many others. But I suppose for anybody that's listening that doesn't know you, who are you? What do you do with yourself? So my name is Winnie Amma. I'm from Belfast. I'm a music artist, singer and songwriter. And um, that's me. So I make uh, electronic pop music. I also love jazz music, soul music. So you'll hear influences of that throughout as well. And I like telling stories with my music as well. Before we actually get into anything that you've released or where you've performed, what influences your music? Is it um is it from family? Is it is there a particular artists? Is it the context? Is it the world? Uh, do you open? You know, John Lennon apparently famously opened a paper one time. Um, the Irish news or not the Irish news? <laughs> um, <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, that would be cool. That would be cool. And wrote a story about um somebody who had died who was related to the the Guinness the Guinness people the people who own the famous drink Guinness. What influences you? So it's always stories um, about things that have happened to me or feelings I've felt that I assume other people have had similar stories or feelings. So I like music. To, so my favorite thing about music is um, talking about it with other people and, and having also that interaction with people in a live setting where they're like you're you're literally like having a conversation. They're like thinking, oh, I remember when I felt that way or I feel that now. And it's that is for me. It's literally I, I can't even think about it too much because it's so it makes me so happy. It's a bit overwhelming. It's just so lovely whenever I feel like it's all it feels it feels like vibrations in the universe where yours and the other people's are like vibrating at the same time. So you're mm. connected. That's what it feels like. So it's always stories that I hope are relatable um, and emotions that are um, described in a way that hopefully take you back to the that place. And it's, it's suppose it's about that connectivity and that, you know, the connectivity when you sing a song and you have a feeling that me as a listener, I suppose, feels. Yeah, I really, that's what I, that's my goal. That's what I really want. And it's usually a story that I want to retell, like the kind of story that I want to tell my friends. And I really want to tell everybody about it. I'm like, oh my day. This is what happened, or this is how I feel. Did you hear about this thing? It's usually something like that, something quite emotive. And I figured also, I figured this out a little while back. You can tell, you can busy overshare in a song things. You, you like people look at you sideways if you said that in a, like in a normal sentence. Like we just met. Why are you telling me about that thing? <laughs> fair, fair. And then. In terms of like family or friend influences, like music specifically, you know, I know that I grew up with very distinct music genres that, you know, my dad sort of bestowed on me. But do you have any family or friends that, you know, played somebody nearly constantly that just sort of seeped into your brain? Oh, so growing up, 
I listened to the two artists I listened to the most were Dolly Parton and um, Michael Jackson on vinyl. So that they're my mum's two favourite artists. Um, So they're definitely in my brain. And then I discovered jazz like really, really late. Like I discovered, I learned to sing and discovered like jazz probably around the same time. And I went to New Orleans a while back as well. It was the first time I ever heard jazz. Actually, it's the first time I probably ever heard real live music, like proper full band live music. Uh-huh. So my singing teacher introduced me to jazz and so did my, my boyfriend as well. They're both really into jazz, like stuff right back from the 30s. Um, up until today so Ella Fitzgerald is like my she for me is the perfect singer perfection yeah. her her intonation her intention her pure tone the clarity the diction like she is so perfect and also <laughs> she was so humble like mm. from the very start and she came from literally nothing and made everything herself and she, this will this is how I know that like if Ella Fitzgerald had imposter syndrome, come on, <laughs> you're literally perfection. It means that it's not really, it's not related. Like mm. how you feel, or if you're, if you feel like you should be there, it's not really to, to reality at all. Yeah. So, may as well get on with it. Even if you not, even if you don't feel like you're good enough or whatever, Ella never did, and she was perfect. So, just carry on. That's a, that's a great bit of advice for anybody listening that feels all. Oh, you know, things aren't working out for them. It's a deadly bit of advice, you know. But when did you yourself know that you could sing? Was it, you know, were you singing with your friends? Were you were you somebody that as a child was singing for your relatives when they had dinner or gatherings? Did were you are you classically trained? Maybe all of the above or none of the above? None of the above. So I like to do hobbies. Like okay. every year I do a new hobby. Like hmm totally brand new I like to do it usually with friends and so I was just sharing on Facebook and Instagram like so I did hula hooping shared it did kickboxing shared it did singing shared it like so there was I I never thought I was a good singer this was never until other people were like oh you're quite good at this do you want to do a clap and I was like what is this is great so no it was never like um and, and this is also like six years ago, five, six years ago, um, just sharing little, little snippets on social media and, mm-hmm. and honestly not really, like I shared it because I did it and I, and then that's my archive of, of like life uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So I would, in, when I was younger, I would do, I would be in like the school choir and stuff, mm. but I wasn't not ever good enough to sing solo um, until I did like I took up singing lessons like group lessons group singing uh-huh. lessons because I wanted it to be social um so it's been more a learning process rather than like a natural born guest okay just you mentioned about you know socials there and, and posting things and a lot of people now are being picked up on TikTok you know a lot of people just just post on YouTube uh so YouTube and TikTok and I suppose Instagram stories to a certain degree do you think that that power will only grow? Do you utilize it? Do you think that there's a little bit of impersonality into it? Or what's sort of your feeling on that? That's not going away in a way. Totally. Mm-hmm. Every, everything I've done, um, like the major stuff, has been I've been found through social media as well, rather than me going intentionally looking for opportunities. So um, 
like the power of hashtags and the, the, the beautiful algorithm, which is TikTok. I honestly get stuck on so many rabbit holes and I know what I want and they get <laughs> yeah, to me every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I think because of that, it's never going to stop. It's only going to grow for sure. And I think um, I, I actually, I'm not a big fan of creating content online. Like I, mm. I only do it because like, I just I think it's easier sometimes than sending 25 WhatsApp messages to show yeah. what I've done. Yeah. So still put on social media. Um, but I think it is so powerful. And even even if it's sometimes a bit annoying or addictive, which it definitely is, Without it's not going away. And it is that the power of it for good is that networking, that the actual social element where you can find things and discover things that you never would have known and share your own stuff and get it to places and corners across the world. Mm. That like, how else did you do that? Fair. No, I, I I completely understand. And somebody who, you know, does podcasting or works, does bits of broadcasting or anything like that, completely, completely understand. I want to, you know, when I speak to people who are working a band or an artist or a singer um, in any capacity and or a stand up, for example, and has a live audience in front of them, there is can be a very intimate connection um, and at times can be, you know, awkward or it can be a shyness between a crowd and you can you I want to bring you back to the first time if you can remember that you played in front of a crowd big or small how was that how did you feel were you nervous were you like no nah, you know what I've got this and if they like me they like me if they don't they don't oh so the, my first gig my first real gig was in like the winter of the first the first winter of COVID okay. and everybody had their masks on you had to sit in your pods like your home yep. pods you were you weren't even allowed to mix pods together with a mask on. So I had no idea if anybody liked it because they had masks on. You so they're fresh. It's just eyes. <laughs> and so you could only tell from the clapping and everyone also, you weren't allowed to talk to each other um, more than close up. So it was really hard to tell what was going on. But I, and I was so concerned about everything because I didn't know anything. Um, but I just thought, okay, just do it like you've done it, like in your living room and then get your feedback after and I invited all my friends at different stages so I could get real honest feedback so I could improve each time and they give me real honest feedback which was like absolutely critical so it it was a it was awkward like it was a it was awkward for like loads of reasons like the COVID energy like it was awkward in general but I actually love awkward energy I I am like drive a a natural (laughs) Yeah, I really, I, I, I don't mind laughing at myself. Yeah. I was on a stage uh, last a few days ago and fell over going up the steps, and like the the whole audience laughed. <laughs> but that's fair enough. I would laugh if I was them um, as well. Yeah, I yeah. do a lot of awkward things, so yeah, I quite like that little bit of tension, especially mm. when like not everybody really knows what's going, what's going to happen next. Like the yeah. band doesn't know where someone doesn't know. I quite like that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you're just. Go with the flow, do you know what I mean? Throw anything yeah, at you and you're yeah. able to able to use it. Talking about live events and, and, you know, that sort of thing. It would be remiss of me not even to bring up, you know, you playing at probably one of the biggest festivals in the world. You played Glastonbury. Yeah. Like, just, just, like, that's, that, I've never been, right? And I have loads of friends who have been. I didn't get tickets one year and then COVID and blah, 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 blah. How was that experience? How did that come about? Oh, my days. So I applied for Glastonbury and got rejected first right. of all and then I did this little street festival in London um a small a little small thing and at the end of my set 
the stage manager came over and he was like, have you ever played glass and break? And I was like, well, that is quite a, a stretch. For yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, and I was like, why? And he was like, well, I'd like you to play on my stage and glass break. I nearly fainted. And I, I started yelling, tell me, what did I say? Um, tell me you're not lying or something like over yeah, and over yeah. and over again. When I get like, excited i just see i go into this loop and i went into this loop of like right. accusing him of telling a lie yeah, yeah. you're like you're lying <laughs> to me don't fucking lie man you're lying. <laughs> yeah but that, that's how i got um on glassbury and it was like about two weeks before glassbury because by that point there's no you're there's no chance it's organized no. well in advance yeah, so yeah. It was, i feel so lucky and blessed right place right time and all this all the stars align to be playing glassbury and it was perfect weather. You couldn't wish, you actually couldn't wish for a more perfect. That that The scene of it in my head, of everybody watching it, it burned into my memory. It was like some kind of mad out-of-body experience. So Glastonbury has these different sections. It's, it's like a quarter of a million people. So it's like a like a mini city and it's mm. like um, split up into different regions. Mine was like the hippie region. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It, yes, it was like it was like a co- really cool, laid back, like very, I would say, alternative crowd, mm. um, and so warm, so friendly, like, oh. ev- like just at the end, everyone's coming up and chatting, and just good vibes all around. So I will never forget that was like magical on so many <laughs> levels. I love it. I love it. I, I actually, I'm, as you can see, I'm smiling here just thinking about that whole, you know, the whole vibe of that whole. Speaking of Glastonbury, one of the biggest festivals in the world. Um, and I also, I seen to correct me if I'm wrong, that you had worked on or done some research around female representation on radio stations uh, in Ireland. Yeah. And mm. I remember a few years ago when I was living in Dublin and, you know, research coming out that only a small percentage of female artists were played on the big stations, say RT2FM, Today FM, etc. I know that you had done some work on that as well. And I want to ask, I don't really know how to phrase this. It's like, you know, how, how important is it? I know we all know it's important. I think it's important. You think it's important. Yeah. Anybody really interested in creative arts knows that bringing in as many different people from as many different sections of society in the world is important because, you know, diversity breeds creativity. But like in terms of female representation in, in Ireland or black female representation in Ireland, is there enough? Are we collectively as a society doing enough? Do you think? Are we doing more? What's sort of your, your, where are you at on that? Yeah. So there's definitely not being there's not enough being done, um, and there's definitely not enough representation. Um, mm. so I looked at Ireland, I looked at the UK. So this is a part of a collective called Wind at Heart. And um U- UK, we, we also fed back all this information back to the stations and to the government, and um, mm. the each government as well, to let them know and to the um to the music labels, told everyone about it. Mm. The UK was really quick to act. And to like look at ways to level it up, make it more equal, and and they and they made like significant pro- progress um year on year, but Ireland didn't, and it was and it was and there was a very different um response from each. Um, I think the reason why it's important is you're right, diversity breeds creativity, mm. and also music is like the soundtrack to life and yeah. our generation and its culture. So. Like if one, this happened before in literature where every single book was written by a man at yep. one point in history, like anything mass produced 
anything at all was a man. The women didn't weren't able to tell their stories. If they did that, to pretend to be a man yep. and use a pseudonym. Yep. Um, and the same in galleries where it was only male artists, and they only changed that in the t- in the last ten years. Mm. And now it's about thirty percent women. But um, it happens. It's like a natural thing because historically men have had all the power. Women didn't even work, so of course you're not going to be represented in places where there's money moving because we're not working mm. until the last what hundred. 150 years like maximum absolute maximum so it's a natural thing for there be to to be having inequality but it does need to change because by now we know that all the genders count as people and have stories to tell and Mm -hmm. the story the history of a country like is never going to be one group of people Mm-hmm. And everyone listening to the radio is all the people. It's not just many listening to the radio. It's everyone. So, yeah. And people feel happier whenever they see themselves represented in different parts of society. So if you don't hear women on radio, like that's not a conscious thing that you would notice. I, When I first saw the report, I wasn't part of it. I joined the, uh, the year after. But uh-huh. I honestly fa- found it so hard to comprehend because I mm-hmm. listened to the radio. I was like, hi, because I'm hearing female voices. Yeah, like it feels like all it the feels time. Like it, yeah, yeah. Equal, but it's it's literally not. So I trolled through all this data manually to check, like, and I actually tried trolled through thirty years of data, and this nearly melted my brain. On and I I went so deep, and it's just so consistent that women are a tiny minority on radio. So mm. on some stations, they don't play any women on their heavy rotation they don't play any women (laughs) it's just so baffling it just really baffles me on other stations like so overall it's around an 80 20 split right feels 50 50 but Mm. overall it's it's about 80 20 Mm. and yeah we know that society is more than 80 percent like it's not 80 20 that's not society so it's not representative yeah yeah so and and if you're getting like a male a male writer and a male singer that's a male perspective mm-hmm. so then our music the things that we're like listening to is just you're just hearing one perspective mm-hmm. so how can a woman feel like her stories aren't being heard aren't been, aren't been told aren't been heard by yeah. by anybody you know yeah yeah at a, at a mass level um and then even weirder um so in the uk so you get also collaborations you get everywhere you get collaborations musically between male and female but in the uk there was like a good number of collaborations i want to actually get the stats up um but in ireland the males and the females didn't collaborate that's that 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 just seems it just seems mind-boggling do you know what i mean it just seems it just doesn't seem real it really really doesn't you know Um, exactly like i can't i can't i don't know and maybe you can answer this but is there a reason behind that I haven't worked out any reason behind that. Actually, that one, that one specifically really mm-hmm. does baffle me. Um, the, about women being played less in re- on radio in general, so everyone says different things. So if you ask the female artists, they say it's just, just your old school standard patriarchy, yeah, misogyny bias. that happens in, in – yeah, bias that happens in every other industry. So it's not surprising, but it's annoying. Um, if you ask uh, radio presenters, often they say well we just play what we get so yep. we just play like we get we get lists um for, or like uh mail outs from 
uh, from the labels and we just play whatever mm-hmm. like we find that fits and it's true because um, the labels sign 80% male artists and 20% female artists okay. so if you invest your money mostly in men mostly men are going to make it to take festivals exactly so in festivals it's a similar thing there's always uh, there, like there's this big um, movement 50-50 headliners exactly yeah. yeah but they find it so hard because there aren't you do have to have a certain amount of like size of following of course to get that yeah and how can you if you're not getting investment yeah I understand you're investing yeah. in men so then you're going to get male artists moving forward so there's, there's multiple issues if the collaboration thing was maybe more prevalent in Ireland, then you'd be the men would be pulling the women up. They'd be doing them a massive favor. Yeah, they really okay. would. Okay. Well, look, I mean, it's it's obviously something. It's something that I would love to have a pint with you and just you know completely yeah. go through it and go through it and go through it. Um, and we are in limited time in the podcast, but thank thank you genuinely, thank you for that. And it's something that you know that I noticed when I seen that report, and I know in terms of festivals that try and to put a 50-50 split as opposed to it being 60-40, 70-30, 20 and so on. But I want to talk about some of your work. I want to talk firstly about probably my favourite track of yours, Here I Go. It was released in um, 2022. I had the pleasure of actually hearing it live when you were in Derry doing the TransLink Q Radio um, stuff as well, which which was brilliant. And commiserations that you didn't, you didn't win that because I thought you were class. Um, just when I'm when you say here I go, where are you going? You know, or maybe the better question is where are you coming from and where are you going now? Ah, I love that question. No one's asked me that before, actually. So where am I going? I'm fading up. So fading up is like um. So at the start of the song, I'm talking about how I'm like super shy, super awkward, like embarrassed about everything, scared about everything, and I want to like fade into the background. I want to mm. like. I literally want to be invisible. I don't want anyone to talk to me. I don't want to look at anyone because I'm just so like, like socially anxious and stressed. And so fading up is like getting over that and becoming like the full version of yourself, like unapologetically just existing as yeah. like you want to exist without apologizing that you exist um, and going to the next level, just fully embracing everything you want to be. So that's where I'm fading up to. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Thank I mean, I, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, okay. So I, I sort of, I understood, you know, I could hear, you know, um, love it, love it. And tell me this though. Do you think that, you know, I think that people, we, we compare ourselves so much because social media is a massive thing, right? And we compare ourselves, even if we take 10 minutes on TikTok or Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're comparing ourselves to how many followers people have, how many likes to get, how many views to get. And we're comparing what we're doing and why are we not at that position, even though we're working that hard? Like, do you feel that, you know, again, you're talking about fading up. Do, do you feel that you're on the right trajectory? Mm. Yeah, I do. And, um, you're right. It's like so easy to compare yourself. I think mm. like that is the one thing I I I hope I I don't feel like I do it a lot. Um, if I'm comparing myself to anyone, it's only so I can see like how how to get there because I admire something. Yeah. And if if for example I feel like someone's doing better, I'm so happy that they're doing better. I'm yeah. happy that they're ahead. And if I can work out how to like replicate it, it shows it can be done. If someone's gone somewhere, it means it can be done. And there's enough on this earth and there's enough 
like creativity is one of those things like it's endless like there's, there's no real competition between people because every person is bringing something different mm-hmm. and also there's no one who listens to one artist or only wears one brand or only eats one food yeah. like there's there's always going to be room for more so I love it when I see people thriving because it shows me like this thing's possible and a lot of the time you can trace back and work out what steps were taken and then replicate that and if you're around good people sometimes they'll help you up and also mm-hmm. the same then when you see someone who's like a few steps behind I think it's important to help them up as well because you never know in six months they could be a thousand miles ahead of you and can help you up then so I do I like that's the only reason I would ever compare to see like how I can do things differently or think of things differently or approach it differently so I can achieve something more. Fair, fair. And uh, that's nice. That's nice and a nice, a nice way to look on it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I want to ask or I want to talk about all of you. Um, and if you'll indulge me, right? Is this, a, is yeah. this a love song? Um, <laughs> is it, uh, is it about somebody in particular, maybe a lost love, perhaps a former love? Um, it's about a very nice man who's in the next room. Woo-hoo! And, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> so I'm like naturally emotionally avoidant, but, um, I think it's important to acknowledge your emotions when they're happy. I, I naturally write more like cynical songs. So Augie is like very much like straight to the point. I really like you. I'm in awe of you, literally. Yeah. Um, and also, can I have your number, please? <laughs> so we can hang out more. Um, yeah, that's what it's about. And so it's it's about it's about the current the, the current man, is it? Yeah. Oh well, he's a lucky guy. He's a lucky guy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Is another tune very um rhythmic rhythmically interactive um tune, and I I just want to swear to this when I hear it. You know. Oh. Um. You know, did you ever find a place you, um, you know, for you and this special individual, um, in this one, or or what is what is? Don't worry about. Maybe I'm I'm off the mark on that. Yeah, one. this is about the same person. So yes, you could say I got into a bit of an emotional, um, <laughs> roller coaster. Not roller coaster, like uh, like what you call it, like when you get sucked in, sucked in emotionally. Yeah, like a, 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 a get... snowball effect almost. Yeah, exactly, and I had to get it all out um in in song so it's also this actually has a, a double meaning it's it's about it's also a song about um your inner child or my inner child as mm-hmm. well um so it's when you find someone where a part of yourself that you just you never thought you would find because they're so it's better than you thought like they're just so wonderful and instead of like running away from it you run to it even if it leaves you vulnerable and you yeah. just run away with your heart, your feelings and enjoy the moment and like just make a plan to be happy in the moment and move forward instead of looking back. I love it. I love it. Oh, it, it, oh. <laughs> I'm getting good. <laughs> um, I'm like, please get married. Please get married. <laughs> I've loads of beautiful babies and, and live a brilliant life together. <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, okay, right. Your latest single before we get into the quick fire round. It's called Get On You. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. Is. <laughs> um, it's upbeat. Um, it's direct. It's to the point. Um, where where did this one come from? This is uh, a triple whammy. Same guy here. Um, 
Fair what a lucky man. Like, I mean, <laughs> whoa. You know, most people get one song about them and it's usually a breakup song said they're an absolute dick. But uh, you, you've, you've penned, like, you know, and you put all your emotions. I love this. This is class. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting basically my diary about uh, me and my guy here. Dear um, diary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's this, the, the clue of the theme is in the title of the, the song. Pretty, pretty literal. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. I love it. I love it. I love it. And we leave that one there. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yes, that is just, oh, brilliant. Okay, right. Quick fire round. Um, everybody gets the same questions or pretty much the same questions of anybody that I talk to. Nobody ever does a quick fire, so don't feel under pressure at all whatsoever. Um, the first question, if you were a drink, alcohol or otherwise, what would it be? I apparently, now people just say this, that I'm like a pint of Guinness because people pretend to like me. <gasps> Shame <laughs> on them. That's not true. That's not true. Everybody loves Guinness. First of all, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's and it's kind of good for you also. Yeah, that, yeah. I, know, I don't, I don't think that's why they say that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Ooh, what drink? What drink would I be? Um, I'd probably be a a I'd be an oat latte. No, an oat flat white. I'd be an oat milk flat white. Why? It's so nice. Because so nice. it's strong. It's like strong and effective. It's like an efficient drink and it's really smooth. It's got like the most caffeine that I can, my body can handle. Okay. Um, but, but also it's like quick to drink as well. I love it. I love it. Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be and what would you do with it? Oh, I would be invisible. Definitely. And I would be lurking in the corner, <laughs> finding out what people are up to. I really, I really want to, no, this is this is good. I'm not a stalker, but I do always get like a curious, like what what do you do? Like yeah. after this train ride or after like the bus, where okay. are you going and what are you yep. doing? I'd yep. be invisible and I would follow people around, but not in a creepy way, just out of some curiosity. curiosity. And I'd leave at the right time as well. <laughs> good, <But> good. <laughs> I like you. No, you added <laughs> a little bit at the end there. <laughs> I, that's important. Otherwise, I'm a total nut job. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> okay, uh, hangover food. What is it? Um, what do you like? Or maybe you don't drink at all. Maybe you don't have a hangover food. But if you have a hangover food after a big session, maybe you don't eat all day and eat at the end of the evening, or maybe it's the first thing you have when you wake up. What What do you go for? Ooh, I would want a nice Irish breakfast as my first Shout. thing uh, with a flat white oat milk flat white. <laughs> Okay, I love it, I love it. Uh, if you go on a date with anybody living or dead, who would it be and what would you do? Oh, great question. So, oh, uh, so I just watched the Elvis film and okay. it was it's so deep, but I don't know if I would, what I kind of do want to hang out with him. Maybe Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll, yeah. yeah, Frank Sinatra. Elvis seems like a bit, a bit too troubled. Yeah. I think Frank is a bit more stable. Frank, oh, 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 no. Frank, oh God, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, oh. Just do a little bit of reading. Do a little bit of reading. Um, he, oh, very angry man, but fantastically. Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, he had a fantastic voice and it's so cool, but there's a, there's, there's trouble there. <laughs> you know? Oh, um, shame. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, that's I, I, I'll send you on. I'll email you on a documentary I done on him once, and just if you're oh. if you're interested, yeah, yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, oh, very I'll, good. I'll shoot that on. I'll shoot that on. Right. That's final, good. final question. Final question. I have a magic ball in front of me. I can transport you to any time, any venue across the world, um, and you're able to sing at this venue. So on this place. So would it be, for example? Would it be the SSE Arena headline? Would it be Madison Square Garden? Would it be Burt's Jazz Club? Would it be a quirky jazz club in New Orleans? Would it be, you know, um, playing at your best friend's wedding? You know, what would the what would that be? Okay, so it's definitely Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club. And I want it to be with Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald. And I want to sing with both of them. <laughs> it's very I specific. Would, <laughs> I would literally explode. I would combust in real time I wouldn't be able to finish the song but the first part of it would be wonderful okay okay I do I love that I love that I love that well um, fingers crossed you know you know, who knows time travel could be a thing sometime we might be able to get that fingers crossed Um. so for anybody that wants to hear more of your music wants to go and see you where can they find you on socials where can they find your music and do you have any upcoming gigs yeah so you can find me on Spotify Instagram um, YouTube, uh, all the all the places, TikTok, uh, Winnie Amma. So if you just type in Winnie Amma on Instagram, it's Winnie underscore Amma underscore. And um, I do have quite a lot of upcoming gigs, and um, and I will try and remember them in an efficient way. I'm doing London, um, in the T Tam Tabernacle something, um, uh, on the 9th of November, um, and also in London doing the Get On It gig on the 22nd of November. I'm doing the Crescent Art Centre in Belfast. And that is, oh, sometime soon. You can find <laughs> it on my Instagram. Brilliant. And I'm also doing um, two sets at the courthouse in Bangor. Mm. And I've done that one, I think, like four or five times. It's sold out every time. So you definitely get your tickets early for that one. And it's that one's very special because I do a hundred years of music. Um, so from jazz up until today, oh. a mix of standards and old jazz standards and then also my originals in a jazz format, which I never do. I only do it for the courthouse. Mm. So that one's very special. And um, they're all gonna be great, all very different setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to experiment. So yeah, I love it. all of that. I love it, I love it. Well look, Winnie, thank you very, very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.